Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Dental Marketer Podcast. I am your host, Michael Arias. And have you ever wanted to get into teaching or speaking or consulting in dentistry? Well, in this episode, I speak with Vanessa Emerson, who is the founder of Dental Speakers Bureau and Dental Speakers Institute. So we would want to gear our presentations to a topic that we're going to have some other sales offering around. So either consulting or like online recorded education, maybe a self-sponsored workshop that you do. So it's like, it's their strategy in the creation of that speaker packet, 1000%. Their strategy around that. Though, though I would tell you, not always, and many speakers don't use a strategy, though you'll be, you'll benefit by having a strategy because then ultimately you're able to grow your business faster. Many speakers will add topics just because they're asked to speak on them. And I'm not judging. I'm just saying this is what's, what, what the situation is. I would encourage those who are considering speaking to um, really get some coaching around creating that plan because in the long run, it'll help you be more profitable and help you build out a business that is you can be really passionate and excited about. Very interesting episode and a wonderful guest. We discussed her past a little bit and how she came into the dental industry and how she was an office manager for a practice owner who was a dental speaker and consultant. And so she discusses the things she learned from her and working in the trenches as an office manager, what she learned. And then she talks to us about how to really discover if speaking and teaching is something you really want to do. It takes work. And it's not as easy as it sounds. So we dive into that topic a bit more. And which honestly, if you've ever thought about speaking, what she discusses here is something you must ask yourself and really listen to. So uh, it's really good. We discuss what you need to consider, what's involved, the business structure behind speaking, how much you will get paid, all the way to how much you can get paid. Uh, when you're first starting off to when you're seasoned, right? How to find meeting planners and what to say to them to get you booked. How much you should charge depending on what you're speaking about. And she also lets us know how to differentiate yourself as a speaker and the two different roads you can take when deciding to speak and teach. We discussed that and so much more. So guys, without further delay, here is Vanessa Emerson. Vanessa, how's it going? It's great. Thanks for having me. No, thank you for coming on. We truly appreciate it. If you don't mind me asking, where are you located right now? Phoenix. Oh, man. Temperature wise right now today, it's like the 23rd, right, of June. What would you say it's looking like? I think I saw it's going to be close to 110, but we've already been upwards of 115. <laughs> man. So in those scenarios or situations, like do y'all go outside at all much? You go early before the sun's up. Yeah. And then you're in your pool. So, <laughs> at least we don't have that horrible humidity, right? That's what we always go back to. At least it's a dry heat. That's true. Yeah, like in Texas or Florida and other places. But oh, okay, no worries. Awesome. So Vanessa, before we get into like the logistics of your business and everything like that, tell us a little bit about your past, your present. How did you get to where you are today? Oh, sure. Um, well, I was working in general surgery, mm-hmm. <laughs> which has nothing to do with dentistry. And the doctor that I'd worked with for many years retired for the second time. He was already um, into his 70s. And so we, I was pretty sure he was not going to come back <laughs> again uh, to work. So 
at that point, I found myself looking for a position and I was living in Southern California. And this was uh, over 20 years ago, back in the day when we looked for jobs at the newspaper. <laughs> yeah. And I found a, a position and it was an office manager, um, like an assistant for a dental speaker and consultant. And I had no idea what that was, but I did get my teeth cleaned occasionally, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I met um, Catherine Nightel Belt, which um, um, she's a really well-known speaker and consultant in the industry. And um, we, that's where I got started. I uh, was um, working with Catherine. And then a few years into that, uh, we were finding success with her marketing and being able to get more speaking engagements and more consulting clients. And she encouraged me as well as many of her colleagues. And I started my own side gig, which grew into my full-time gig, which I now have been supporting speakers and consultants in dentistry for over 20 years, helping them grow their businesses and just love, 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 love. Wow. Okay. So you worked in general surgery. I know, right? It's awesome. What What were you doing in general surgery, if you don't mind asking? I was living in a really rural area in um, northeastern Arizona, and they had a regional medical center there, but they didn't have a lot of trained uh, helpers. Mm -hmm. And so the doctor I worked with needed someone to help him with holding the laparoscope in belly surgeries. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean... I was going to make a bad joke. I won't go there. Well, the type of surgeries you do in the office. But um, so I, I was able to help like as a surgical assistant, which was awesome. But really, I was this office manager. So I did pretty much everything in the office because we were a small, a small office. But it was wonderful. Loved it. If he had retired, I'm sure I'd still be there. But I would say it's synchro destiny because I loved him. I love him so much. And um, he's a really wonderful man. And I, I would still be the, there, but had he not retired, I would not have been forced to be looking for a different job, which has out, actually opened up a whole career and um, a passion and a calling for me. So it really was secret destiny. Yeah. When you were looking for a different job, I guess, and you were like looking through the newspaper and things like that, was this something that you had in mind or was it, or were you looking specifically for something in the medical field? Or this just was like, oh, this is interesting. Let's try this out. I was just like, I need a job. <laughs> I mean, I looked at a lot. Of, I was actually also um, interviewing mm -hmm. for some of the surgical centers in the, in the Phoenix area. And I had um, considered, um, in between, it's kind of a long story between Phoenix and, <laughs> and the Southern California, but we were actually living in Southern California at the time. And so I had been looking for maybe a, something to do with surgery again, but it just felt so right when I um, met with Catherine. I mean, honestly, I was not looking for something like that. I really didn't even know what it was. It took me a while to figure out even what a consultant does. Yeah. No, I, I can 100% agree with that. I remember the same thing. I was like, there's a dental consultant. I thought that was like someone who like trained you to, you know what I mean? Like, oh, you're doing that wrong in the mouth. Like, you know what I mean? This was like years, 10 years ago. But it's interesting that you just went um, somewhere completely different. You know what I mean? And instead of going with the notion of like, I know surgery, this is what I've always done. I always continue sure. to do this. Oh, Michael, here's some, cause you and I are just getting to know each other. Um, I really believe in living life from your gut and from your heart. Mm -hmm. And when Catherine opened the door, I knew the moment she opened her door and, and let me in, I knew that, um, this was the right place for me. And Dentistry, oh my gosh, you know, th there's not a better industry. Mm -hmm. I really believe that there's not a better industry on earth for, to find the most wonderful, loving, amazing people 
I just, it makes me feel kind of emotional. I'm so glad I never would have chosen dental as my home. I, I never had it on my radar. I just fell into it literally and will I'll never leave. Yeah. So you came in, right? At that time you found the office man. It was an office manager position. Uh-huh. Okay. And then from that point on, how did you start realizing, okay, I don't want to be in the office so much <laughs> as far as, you know what I mean? Like helping the dentist who's a dental speaker and a consultant. Well, you know, I was running her office and she was the one out doing the consulting and speaking and I, you know, marketing, uh, there was a time where I thought it was a, you know, like a four letter word. <laughs> it's like marketing. I have no idea what to, what to do. Right. I remember when I first hired her uh, prior to this, I was holding the laparoscope and belly surgeries. You yeah. know what I mean, there's a, that's a big difference. Um, and doing some insurance billing for him and putting patients in rooms. But it was like marketing. Everybody just came to see my doctor because he was a bomb. I mean, they would come from three or four hours away to come see him. So to actually have to sell your services as a healthcare professional, right? As the dental office, as a medical office, that was something that was really, um, it's not in my area of expertise. And I'm glad you're an expert because it's still not my area of expertise. Mm-hmm. I had to figure out why would the typical uh, general dentist or, or specialty office, why would they hire her to come in and help them? Why would an audience want to hear her speak? What was it that differentiated her as a speaker and a consultant? And I would say that in the process of figuring some things out, you know, we had, we worked with coaches. We were members of associations like National Speaker Association, like Academy of Dental Management Consultants, with some of the organizations out there that could help give us some clues on how to get more business. But I learned some things, really just learned in the trenches. And while Catherine and I worked together for about 12 years, I would say it was probably four or five years in that many of her colleagues were noticing the success that she was finding with being booked on bigger stages and getting more of a presence and um, having a steady stream of consulting clients. And they started asking like, well, how are you doing that? And Catherine and they encouraged me, oh, there's an opportunity for you to have a side gig here. So that's really how it it opened up for me. And even at the time, I thought, well, I'll create some marketing materials, but it's not really yeah. anything I do full time. But it just, the market showed me what it wanted. Yeah, that's good. That's good that you like were able to determine that, you know what I mean? To, yeah. to see that. It's and, about listening though, right? It's about listening again to your heart and listening to your gut, following that. Yeah, yeah. What were some things you learned in the trenches throughout the process? I think differentiation, I saw you jump to make a note when I said differentiation, I think this one thing I think about a lot is dental practices are all the same and to some degree to the outside eyes, right? To the patients, like I just need to go see a dentist. They don't really think about how, what are those differentiators? And there certainly are differentiators, we know. And then we learn that as patients too. And like, well, we might feel um, there's better service than this experience than the other or, or whatever it is. I think it's the same for speakers and consultants. There's not that many ways you can teach scheduling, for example, right? Or phone skills or, or certain things. What comes, when it comes down to differentiation for the influencer, the expert, the person who's out there wanting to sell their services as a speaker or consultant, a lot of times it comes down to, yes, you, your life experience, your work experience, the stories you had to tell will be different. The, the training you take as a speaker consultant also really uh, cues up a major differentiator for you. 
some speakers will show up and read off their PowerPoint. Others understand how adults learn and will show up and don't even need a PowerPoint. And they're going to do very little work and let the audience do the work. And the audience is going to walk out transformed. I mean, there's, there's like a whole spectrum of experiences just from sitting in the audience as an attendee, right? So differentiation is a, is a really big one that I learned about. I mean, there's just, there's so much. Yeah. There's too much to list about. Yeah, no, that's good. But that's, I like that a lot. Differentiation. And you're right. Like you could probably hear this a lot, Vanessa, but like there's events that are being thrown all the time, right? I mean, like when COVID was happening, probably not. But now like, you know, pre and post or not post, but we're just living with it. Like it's all the time now, right? Events. And people like to say, especially event, the ones who like host them, like this is the event of the year. This is the one that it's, it's completely different. And maybe, maybe it's a little bit different, but I have a, like, to me, I'm like, it's the speaker. Like they're the ones who kind of make it like, oh, you know? And so there's many things I want to ask you as far as like, how can we differentiate or like, how can we, how do you find your style? Things like that. But before we jump into that real quick to just get it in like writing or anything, what's your area of expertise? The way to encapsulate it to the, like the smallest words <laughs> would be, um, I consider myself a business advisor. The majority of what I do is a business advisory throughout the day. So my, my clients are speakers and consultants, period, in dental. So dental speakers and consultants. So many of them, I'd say probably two thirds to three quarter of my clients are clinicians practicing dentists, practicing hygienists, you know, so there, there are people who also are working in the office right now and want to do more. They grow to, you and I were kind of talking about this earlier. I think it's so common for someone who's really loves their career and engaged in their career to get to a point where they have mastered something or some things to the point where they find themselves teaching others anyway. Mm -hmm. They already find that they're teaching in their team, within their team, or they might be sharing with some of their colleagues that are, you know, their friends, but they find that they're being asked to speak at their dental society or it just, it, it's coming to them. They have this knowledge, they have this experience. And, and again, the market is showing you what it wants, right? It's like they start asking you to speak. There's a, there's a big knock on that door for you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, right on that wall, whatever we want to say. I mean, there's a real obvious that, that there's an opportunity for you there. Or if that's not happening yet, you might just feel like, you know, um, I would like to give back. I'd like to give back. And there's, I think there's two different roles. I know I'm kind of taking this in a different direction. You asked me to answer these. But if I could just share this real quick. I think there's two different roles for speakers and consultants, and they're both wonderful. Mm -hmm. And one would be the speaker who wants to give back. The one who will speak when asked who enjoys experience, but doesn't really want to grow business around it. Mm -hmm. And for those folks, I say, I'm grateful for you. Um, and we're grateful for you. And thank you. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, as long as it calls your heart, keep doing what you're doing. And then there's a much larger group who feel that as well. They want to give back and they also want to grow business around it. And those are my clientele. because. You know, within marketing, um, there's an investment, right? There's an investment in materials, and websites, and training. So if you're not going to grow a business around it, it doesn't always make sense to invest. 
So if you are going to grow a business, it makes 1,000% sense <laughs> yeah. to, to get outside eyes on your business. Talk to those people who don't know what, you know, who know what you don't know, you know, that they help, can help you shine a line down the path and help you develop a plan and help you get there faster. So my area of expertise is around business advisory for that. Like I have multi-day workshops. I have an annual conference, which we just rebranded. <laughs> uh, you know, we have, I have a lot of different offerings around that. We also have a marketing firm internally where we help speakers develop websites and their speaker marketing materials. We have a bureau where we connect meeting planners to speakers to help them get booked. We have quite a few different offerings in that regard, but, this, but the easiest way to say it would be dental speaking and consulting business advisory. Basically, if you want to do this and you're not finding success, either I can help you or I know people who can. Gotcha. Okay. I like that a lot. I like that, that there's two different roads too, right? For speakers yeah. and consultants. And it's, all, and it's all good. It really goes back mm -hmm. to, where I always tell people to start, if they think that they might want to be a speaker and consultant, I think you have to start with your life vision. Not business, but a life vision. Like, what do you want out of your life? Where do you want to be in the next three, five, 10, 20, 30, whatever um, years? There, I, with my speech that I give on the circuit, I've had dentists who are close to retiring or those who are considering making this change sit in my audience. And at the end of our three-hour presentation, come up, give me a hug, give me a handshake, thank me so much and tell me, thank you. Because I thought I wanted this, but I don't. Now I see that there's this investment of time, this energy, and I think I want to just retire. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's okay. But it's good to know it's not the type of thing you just find the light switch and flip it on and then all the speeches come in. There is some ramp up to this. And it's the kind of thing you don't quit your day job until you have it, um, you know, you ramp into it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's interesting you say that because like uh, you would think that, right? You're like, okay, I want to speak. Now I guess I'll... I'm just, you, you, you think you turn it on and like, I'm going to go to like three or four. I get to travel a little bit, you know what I mean? They pay for everything. And then just four times out of the year, that's easy. That's four days out of the year. But uh, I'm assuming there's more to that, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, there's um, easier ways to just travel the world. <laughs> because a lot of times people are like, oh, I would love to travel. And um, I tell my husband all the time, like, oh, I'm going here, I'm going there. But this is this hotels, airports, uh, Ubers. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, unless you plan out all these, these extra days, which, um, and many times you can. I mean, certainly you can't get to that point, but it's a lot more that desire to travel. And that's a common one, a misconception. It's one of the most rewarding careers I think you can have, though, honestly, to be a, an educator, to be able to share your knowledge. I mean, there's, there is some work to it. And I would tell you that it's worth it. It's worth it, worth it, worth it. Yeah. The feeling you get when you share with an audience and you can see that you've made a difference, that you're going to, you can tell you're, you're helping to shape lives and solve problems and they're going to go back and they're going to be more profitable. They're going to, deliver better patient care or, you know, what, whatever the area is, um, it's addictive. I like that. Okay. So then right, right now there's a lot of my listeners and a lot of people who I interview, eventually they kind of tell me, Hey, I, I do want to, I do plan in a year, in a two or, or, or right now I'm, I plan to do it. I want to get into consulting or speaking. So what can that person do today to start ramping up to do this? Yeah. Well, I think it's really important to have, again, shine a light on the path to understand what is that path so that you can create a plan. I offer a three-hour workshop that's typically, it's basically a freebie. Mm -hmm. I used to do it for free. 
Now it's a $100 donation to my favorite animal rescue is the entrance in. So it's basically a freebie. It's like, I'm not earning off it, but it's three hours. It's called, So You Think You Want to Speak in Dentistry. And it just walks you through the considerations. It's basically my three-hour speech I would give on the circuit. And, and the web domain for that, the uh, URL is speakindentistry.com. It takes you right to it. I'm actually going to be offering that, I want to say July 22. Mm-hmm. July 22. That's the best way for someone to have a uh, somewhat deep dive into what, it would, what would be involved. Another great way would be for them to just reach out with an email. I love to have, my favorite thing is to have those conversations where I can hear what the goal is, what the passion is, and be able to help provide resources. And for that, you just email me, info at thedentalspeaker.com, info at thedentalspeaker.com. Just put uh, the Dental Marketer podcast in the subject line, and um, just let me know you'd like to schedule time to talk. I'm, I, I give hours away all the time. So I'd be happy to set aside an hour. I think that might be the best way because while I could give you of this laundry list of considerations, what will be most meaningful to your listener would be for me to hear what the, where they're at and what they're planning. And I'll be able to shed more light individually for them. Does that sound okay? Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. And we can put that in the show notes below too as well. So guys, if you want, go on the show notes below and check it out. And at the same time, so I'm understanding that there's considerations that we need to take, right? If you want to get to speak, what about like, let's just say the person is starting to speak. They have a couple, they've just had like this year alone, one to two. And they're like, I love this. I love this. I want to start getting more marketing, for example. How do they go about doing all that? That's such a great question. Thanks for asking that because um, that's where my mind was going to. There's a term in our industry I think I might have even coined it, honestly, 15, 20 years ago, because before that, everybody called it a one sheet. But I call it a speaker packet. And nowadays, media planners will ask you for your speaker packet. And so this is something that I figured out when Catherine and I were trying to get more engagements booked for her. And we tried the typical one sheet. It just wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. It needed more pages with more content, more detail. So on my website, there's examples of speaker packets. If you go to Helpmegetbooked.com. You're going to tell I love domain names. <laughs> Helpmegetbooked.com will take you right to a portfolio where it shows you exactly what a speaker packet is, but that is the foundational marketing material. So for someone who's starting out and they have been asked to speak at their, maybe their local study club or society, and they, they kind of cut the bug. They're like, wow, this, this is, it really is fun. Mm. Uh, and like, I want to do more of this and I can see how it would help me grow my practice as well as I could grow the side gig and maybe eventually. Da, 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 da. So they want to do more. You won't go very far before you start having meeting planners ask for your speaker packet. We'll send your speaker packet. We'd be happy to look at it. And so that's how many people find me is by looking it up online. So a speaker packet is this. It contains your course descriptions. Notice I didn't say bio first. It contains your course descriptions. And then your bio is actually at the last. It also contains um, where you have spoken. You will put that list on until you have at least five or six engagements. You just leave it off as if you forgot. You might contain um, some testimonials. You have a cover. Uh, There's a certain format for the course descriptions, which you don't really need to go into that detail here, but you'd be able to see them there. And, And they're written this certain way for two reasons. I'm sure... 
this would speak to your heart as a marketer, Michael, that um, I always like to start with the pain point or the challenge of what keeps them up at night, which would indicate why the audience needs to come to hear this particular speech. And then the course description shows how you solve that. Uh, the learning objectives are written a certain way that helps us um, be able to qualify them for CE. But it's a really important document. I say start there versus the website. We always build the site secondary because it's the thinking through the courses and how you're going to present them. And ultimately, you know what we skipped? We skipped, we talked about life vision and we hopped right into speaker packet and yeah. uh, marketing. Which, which by the way, I'm looking at the your website, the, well, I typed it in now. It's like speaker marketing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't know you, you worked with Encore, you worked with Joshua Austin, you oh, worked yeah. with Shaquilla, like, like this is um, Robert Pick, like you've, and we just had Encore and I told him, I was like, but the way you speak, it's like, I want to listen to two more hours of it. Like, I, I, I really enjoy it. He's really, you know what I mean? Like, that's oh, interesting. And you can view their speaker packet on. Oh, yeah. I've worked with, I think it's close to 600 speakers now. I mean, so we've been doing this for quite a while. This is all, I and mean, we have a team that this is what we do, like kind of all day, every day. And I really love it. I should say, when we create them, you still get me. I'm still helping write it. I'm still coaching through the process. But I have a team that helps with design and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. Yeah. But anyway, I, I interrupted you. You were talking about the part that we skipped. That's exactly where I was going. Yeah. It's that we talked about a life vision and then we talked about speaking and topics and like, what do we do to get started? We missed this important element in the middle, which is super important. And that's your thinking about your business structure, because you have to think about it's more than just speaking on the circuit or more than just like the typical consulting, because those are just two practice centers. And to have a really firm foundation to this business, you're going to want to probably eventually have like product sales or online education. And you might diversify your product centers with different revenue streams. So under speaking, you could speak on the circuit. You can also do your own self-sponsored workshops, which are amazing. Amazing. Every speaker needs to be offering self-sponsored workshops. You know, there's many different ways to slice and dice consulting, but it's really important to like have an eye on what might I be building? And here's why. By the time you get to step three and you start creating that speaker packet, mm -hmm. speaking on the circuit is one of the best ways to get clients. Mm -hmm. So uh, we want to think about what are we speaking about? And we want to be purposeful so that and I don't mean that we market from the stage. I'm not saying that we stand up there and, you know, a blamed advertisement. I'm just saying that by positioning yourself as an expert, it's, it works really super well. Then by the time they're done listening, they typically know if they want to work with you and then would come up and, and want more information. So we would want to gear our presentations to a topic that we're going to have some other sales offering around. So either consulting or like online recorded education, maybe a self-sponsored workshop that you do. So it's like, it's their strategy in the creation of that speaker packet, 1000%. There's strategy around that. Though, though I would tell you, not always, and many speakers don't use a strategy, though you'll be, you'll benefit by having a strategy because then ultimately you're able to grow your business faster. Many speakers will add topics just because they're asked to speak on them. And I'm not judging. I'm just saying this is what's, what, what the situation is. I would encourage those who are considering speaking to um, really get some coaching around creating that plan because in the long run, it'll help you be more profitable and help you build out a business that is, you can be really passionate and excited about.
me or whomever. You know, there's so many mentors and um, really experienced speakers in our industry too that are, I mean, it goes back to dental. What I said about dental, how much I love this industry. There's so many giving wonderful people. And Michael, if you called out Bob Pick and said, hey, Bob, I see you speak a lot. Um, you know, I was thinking about becoming a speaker. I wondered if I could pick your brain. I'm going to wink to Bob. I just love yeah. Bob. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To play with this name, but I wonder if I could, you know, ask you some questions, Bob, in a heartbeat. You know, he would would tell you all he has learned about speaking. So, I mean, I just, I'm sorry, I get passionate and excited. No, so it's good. Yeah, <laughs> it's fantastic. Okay, so real quick, rewind a little bit. What are self-sponsored workshops? So, in other words, you are not being hired to speak at a meeting. Mm-hmm. You're the individual, you're the business that is responsible for getting the bums in seats. The very best way to do this is, these days is virtual. Mm-hmm. So I have multiple workshops. In fact, I've got five. I'm, I'm going to making some changes because I feel like I have too many. They're all virtual. So someone would come to Zoom, a small group. I have no overhead other than my time in the creation of the marketing. Okay? So versus hi- hiring a um, or, or renting out a room at a hotel, like doing a lot of marketing to push people to, to come to some event, which I do an event but annually like that as well. But um, my suggestion for speakers and consultants in order to show your potential client that you're the influencer, the expert with the knowledge is to offer something like my three hour, what we mentioned earlier, speaking dentistry. So you think you want to speak in dentistry that you pay $100 to the cat rescue. That's really what I call a showcase. Um, It's a self-sponsored workshop. There's no fee. Or you could have a self-sponsored workshop where, again, we're sponsoring it. We're responsible for it. Um, It it could be thousands of dollars to attend. I've seen clinicians who were, during the pandemic, were turning their speeches on the circuit, which weren't happening, into their own self-sponsored workshop, charging a couple thousand dollars shipping everybody that throws the pig jaws <laughs> and like figuring out how to do the clinical just through, mm-hmm. I mean, like they, they found a way, right? It's the necessity is the mother invention. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's exciting, isn't it? Yeah, it is. You don't have to wait for somebody to hire you. Yeah, no, that is exciting. The, the self-sponsored workshops. So then transitioning, let's just say somebody is speaking right now and they want to become better at it. Do you have any specific, I guess, like tactics we can be following? Hey, I have a great, I have a great resource for you. Mm -hmm. So I don't teach, I always have opinions on content development or presentation skill from being in the industry and from being taught, you know, from different experts. But I would say it's not my area of expertise to develop your style as a speaker and to develop that content for the platform. So at Dental Speaker Institute, so Dental Speaker Institute is the organization that um, sponsors our annual session, which was Jumpstart. We just moved it now with Evolution. But with Dental Speaker Institute, we have a fellowship program. And so in that curriculum, we uh, partner with 20 speaker development coaches. So if you go to dentalspeakerinstitute.com, the first tab is curriculum. I think, honestly, the domain is fdsicurriculum.com. But if, if you can't find it that way, you go to Dental Speaker Institute. And under the curriculum, we have a very robust program. It's 300 education hours to earn your fellowship. And two-thirds of that would be around developing content, 
and presentation skills. And there you'll be connected with multiple speaker development coaches. Gotcha. Okay. Awesome. Wonderful. Fantastic. So right now we're developing, or let's just say it's the dentist. He's developing. He had one or two, you know what I mean? Speaking gigs, small ones, maybe like at a Spear Study Club or, or, or uh, Seattle Study Club, I want to say. And then they're like, okay, I want to start doing more. They start marketing more. They start kind of reaching out. They're developing their speaker packet right now, right? Do they just send that out to everybody? Or from this point on, where do they go? So then they'd want to get it onto their website. And sometimes it makes sense to put it on your practice site. Like that could work for some uh, speakers. I would say the dentist who's teaching profitability, probably they wouldn't want to do that. You like might want to, might want to have a, a separate site than the patients would go to. It depends on your topic. Mm-hmm. I could see where it could really help uh, solidify that you're an expert. For instance, my orthodontist is someone that has doctors come from all around the world to shadow him. And I can see that on his site. And it makes me kind of proud that I'm a patient there, but it also makes me feel like I think he must know what he's doing. So I mean, so there's reasons to put yourself as an expert, as a speaker on your practice site, where you develop a separate one for speaking and or consulting, or you could call it coaching or mentoring. I know sometimes doctors are like, but I don't want to be a consultant. And I would tell you that Yes, that's fine. Uh, For like the typical, we think, practice management consultant, most clinicians who speak offer some sort of mentoring. So whatever you want to call it, like some sort of a, they pay for your time and your expertise, um, however you slice and dice that. Um, But ultimately, you want to have a website where people can learn what it is you do. The reason I start with the speaker packet is because there's a whole process involved in really paring down what are you going to speak about? And I find that in that process, we also pretty much pop a consulting program, you know, because you're going to consult in the same area that you speak, or it just doesn't make sense if you don't. <laughs> mm. I mean, there'd have to be some real specific reason why um, you weren't, but the speaking is going to draw people to the consulting. So once you're done with your speaker packet, your website pretty much writes itself as a speaker consultant. We have entirely different strategies in the dental practices around the dental speaker site because we're not trying to get local traffic. I mean, there's like, it's a whole different clientele we're trying to attract there. Um, And so you go to your website, you get your speaker packet there and a whole page for meeting planners. And then you have these wonderful passive marketing materials that just sit there. That's anticlimactic, isn't it? It's good. Something to push it out. Yeah. Yeah. I always suggest an email campaign, you know, email us, that pendulum has swung, right? For, for a while, it was the bomb, you know, 15 so or so years ago that it swung out towards like, ah, no more emails. And then now it's, you get some traction now with mailing your materials, but it needs to be a, a strategic mailer in order to really get meeting planners' attention. I find that many people still, I'm swinging my pendulum here, that out here on the email side, many speakers are still getting traction by creating a campaign that sends out their speaker packet to um, media planners. And if somebody wants to hop on the phone, I don't have examples on the website, but I could show them on my screen like what I mean by that, what that looks like. It's it's pictures and it's designed and it's attractive. And again, it speaks to the what keeps the audience member up at night that they teach and the problem that they solve. It's the one faux pas that I see speakers repetitively um, commit would be that they start with them. They start with a picture of them like, yeah, it's like evolve, educate, engage. Someone. And it's not about us. 
Right? This is always the truth in our marketing. It's always about them. Mm-hmm. It's always about them. So we want to start with what, what can we do for the attendee? The media planner that's in the middle will be able to, they're really good at flipping that. So like we write speaker market materials for the attendee. We don't word it to the planner. Like you would want to hire me because instead we write it to the actual person who's sitting in the seat. The meeting planner filters this because this is how they receive these all the time. And they look at it for what is my audience looking for? Oh, this is what we're looking for. You shoot out an email. That's really a basic marketing. You're going to want to do more than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have contact lists available on our site that you can use to email. Um, I don't love that, but it's a great way to get started. Like, I don't love marketing to purchase lists. I think that there's better ways, but as you're just getting started to have like a starter list and then you start adding to it the context that you meet and you put your own meeting planner contacts in um, as, as you make those. The really important piece of this is there are thousands of meetings. I am not exaggerating. It's like mind-blowing. There are thousands of meetings every year at dentistry. It's huge. And there are thousands of speakers. Not exaggerating. So our meeting planners are, God bless them, they're amazing folks. I mean, seriously, they have a, I have a hard road to hoe right now with meetings, trying to figure out how to get people back, trying to keep it fresh. I mean, it's, it's tough to be a planner. Not knowing if your meeting's going to cancel and you're going to have to flip. I mean, there's just, it's, it's tough. And so they have speakers' materials coming at them constantly. So don't be dismayed when you go through, but well, Vanessa said, create the speaker pack, I put on the website, shoot out the email, and it was crickets. That's normal. That's normal. What you have to do, and that's why I wanted to be sure and add this, you have to go into your email software, you know, Keep or Constant Contact, whatever you're using, and go to the dashboard and see, did anybody actually click? Not to open, but to click through. Did they want to go look at your course description, look at your bio? And that's how you find out who's interested. And those are the planners that you then call. Gotcha. The speakers who do this will book about 50% of those. Maybe not that day, but if they then start following up, it's, it's a proven, it's been many, many years. This is a proven technique, but it takes a little extra effort on our part. Mm-hmm. We don't just toss it out there and see if it sticks and then it comes around and in. You know, we have to toss it out, see what's stuck, call those planners, get to know them. We have to follow up when they ask you to follow up and be, be easy. But it's, it's not, you know, Michael, it's not hard. Mm-hmm. It's really not hard. It's just knowing what to do. Yeah, that, yeah, you're absolutely right. It is knowing what to do. So when you call, let's just say you go on to, let's just, I'm just going to say a simple one that anybody can get for free is like MailChimp, right? So like they get, they use MailChimp and then they see on there, oh yeah, somebody, there was like 50 opens and then 10 clicks, right? Link clicks. Yeah. You call, you decide to, first of all, how do we find the number for the meeting planner? And then when we call, how do we say like, hey, I saw you clicked, so what? And like, you know what I mean? Like, that's a great question. So, um, well, we have a contact list that has email, phone, web, print, all that. So if, if somebody was using our contact list, that would already be in their MailChimp. And so when they go in and they see, let's say it was Utah Dental Association, it was uh, Dr. Joanne um, Smith, I'll make up a name. Mm-hmm. So as executive director, and, and I guess I'd have to go back and look. But um, we see that Joanne clicked on that first course we offered and also our bio. And so then the, the next thing you do is not pick up the phone. The next thing is you go to Utah Dental Association's website and you say, oh, okay, so 
it's um, June. It looks like they're planning their February meeting. Um, it doesn't look like they have speakers up. You know, you, you kind of like, you make some logical decisions on, does it look like maybe they're looking for speakers? Oh my gosh, look, they have a monthly something or other for new dentists. Oh, look, they have this. You learn about them. You go see where my, my programs be fit. And that way, when you call Joanne, it's not going to be a cold call. We already know Joanne clicked through and saw something of interest. So when I pick up the phone and I, and I say, hey, Joanne, hi, it's Vanessa Emerson. Uh, I'm a dental speaker and I speak in the area of leadership and um, treatment planning. I don't want to it up. Yeah. <laughs> so then um, I would just quickly say, you know, I was at your website and it looks like you may be planning your meeting for next spring. Uh, would this be a good time to see if my programs might be a good fit? You know, something that's targeted that lets her know, oh, this is why you're calling. Oh, you were at my site. Like, I'm not just like, hey, I'm looking, do you hire speakers? It's not that kind of a call. It's more of a, I've taken the time to learn about what you're doing. I thought, I think I might have a program that's a fit. Do you have a time, time now? Meeting planners are amazing. They're really, again, it's a dentistry. They're just wonderful people. And, and many times let's say, well, I do have about five minutes. Many times also you'll leave a message and then um, you know, then try to schedule something with them too. But that's really basically how it goes. And then it becomes a follow-up situation. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, that's interesting. Important question I want to know is, how do you know how much to charge? Oh, that's a big one. <laughs> so I'm going to give you the parameters, but, but then this is like in my um, Transform My Business Workshop. This takes us an hour or an hour and a half to go through and like everybody to answer all their questions. So it's really a big topic. Let me tell you this, what you could expect is what might be more helpful. How about if I go that way? Um, because it really depends on so many factors. Are you a clinical practice management or wellness speaker? Like in those areas, so clinicals almost always paid higher than practice management and which is almost always higher than like wellness topics. Just, just across the board, that's what I've seen. And then many times you will start at a lower range and over time as you get better, you know, as you prepare, Perfect your program as you're getting experience, as you're hopefully receiving some training and, and you're delivering a better presentation, you'll be able to bump up your fee over time, like every, no more than every six months, maybe once a year, bump up your fee. What you could expect if you have not been speaking is that you will receive anything from zero if you just say, you know, I'm just going to do this good experience at my local study club and be awesome, it'd be fun. Two, I see speakers at close to 10,000 that are like close to 10,000 every time they speak. Believe me, that's the extremes. Those are the extremes. That middle spot, like around five grand, maybe a little higher, would be those speakers who have, who are exceptional. They're doing really good. You probably know their names. You've probably seen them around the industry. Those are the speakers that every time they speak, they're spinning off business. That's how you know if your presentation is good enough. If every time you speak, you get a consulting client, I don't mean sell a book. I mean like sell something of value. You get people booked into your workshops. Every time you speak, that lets you know you have um, refined your presentation to the point where it's getting pretty darn good. Mm -hmm. I would say it takes at least typically three to five years for most speakers. I'm, I'm really super generalizing to get to around 5,000. And then as they continue on, I see people bump to six, seven, maybe, maybe eight and a half. Those are the ones I'm, what I really emphasize. You're gonna invest some time in working with different coaches on your content 
and on your style and how adults learn and that sort of a thing. Those speakers are the ones that media planners know they want because they've got, we're getting such great reviews from their colleagues about the transformation and about the fact that their audience is still talking, how their members are still talking about that speaker they had several months ago. That's who we would want to aspire to be for building this as a business would be those speakers because those speakers don't have to do a lot of other marketing. It's just like they're really great. It's like my orthodontist. He doesn't have to do a lot of other marketing because we, we don't just, we all know he's amazing and there's a buzz built up around. around yeah, got you. This is a complicated topic because some people will charge by the hour. I don't think that makes any sense. I think it's per engagement, whether they want you for 45 minutes or six hours. If you have to hop on a plane and you're flying across the country, it just doesn't make any sense to me to charge an hourly fee. So, I mean, I just, there's a lot of parameters to it, but just so that people know, like, what kind of money could I expect to make? And then they also need to understand 10 to 12 speeches is a lot. A year, 10 to 12, and they'd be like, oh, I want one every week. I'm like, no, you really don't. <laughs> I promise you, you really don't. Yeah. And so you're gone all the time. You know, you're gone all the time. So it's rare, it's rare when somebody speaks that much. So then you start doing the, you know, ain't nobody going to get rich as a speaker at dentistry on 10 times at, you know, 5,000 each if you work up to there in five years. Yeah. That's not much money, 50 grand off of all the effort you put into it. It's just not. So the way you make money is to have other profit centers, other ways of making money. And you speaking is a way to get out there be seen as an influencer and an expert and to build a community. And then you'll have other revenue streams that are like consulting via yeah. Yeah. A, a better way to make money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, a, like you said, a consulting or like a workshop or something like that, because it would be a conference and do your own thing. Yeah. Yeah. That would be, cause it, it is, it does sound easy just to be like, Oh yeah, you know what? I'll go speak on Thursday. I'll fly in Thursday and then fly out Thursday night. I'll just speak for that little hour and that's it. In my mind, I'm thinking that, but in reality, you know what I mean? Like every week do that. Yeah. I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's a lot of effort that goes into getting, getting that momentum built to celebrate. It really is. Um, I always encourage people to have some other revenue stream other than speaking and probably multiple ways to consult. Yeah. Especially if they're practicing. They kind of already got that down. You know what I mean? But it's, it's a real, you've given us a lot to think about. A lot to think about, Vanessa. This has been fun. I'm going to tell you, Michael, I don't normally have this conversation in our podcast, and I appreciate it because it's been refreshing. And this is um, the type of, well, we talk about it at first consult when someone really wants to, you know, like it is this uh, for me. And so I really appreciate this. No, no, no. Thank you. Any final words that you or advice that you want to give to our listeners? Absolutely. I would say uh, take a gut check. If you think there's something for you there, in other words, close your eyes, silence your mind, you know, take some breaths and just reach in and like feel in your gut, feel in your heart. Does this, do I get goosebumps? Do I get like butterflies? Do I get tingly? Do I feel like, yeah, I think I would like that. If it doesn't feel heavy, if it feels light, I'd say reach out. I'd be happy to have a conversation with you. Just like you and I have today, I'd be happy to shine a light on the reality of our situation. And also I would tell you, come on in, the water's great. <laughs> it's a great place to be. Awesome. Vanessa, thank you so much for being with us. It was a pleasure. But before we say goodbye, can you tell our listeners where they can find you? Absolutely. TheDentalSpeaker.com would be the website that will drive you off to the other sites. Um, everything's at TheDentalSpeaker.com. And you can reach me at info at TheDentalSpeaker.com. And it's been a delight. Thanks for having me. 
Awesome. So guys, that's all going to be in the show notes below as well. And Vanessa, thank you for being with us. It was a pleasure and we'll hear from you soon. See ya. Thank you guys so much for tuning into that episode. If you want to support the Dental Marketer podcast, then the best way you can do that is by checking out our sponsors. Our sponsors may actually have something you are looking for or something you need. And they give all our listeners an exclusive deal as well. So just scroll all the way to the bottom of the show notes to check out our sponsors for this episode and the deals as well. But we want to thank you so much for tuning into this episode. And I want to thank Vanessa. Thank you so much for being a part of the podcast and opening up the world of speaking for us. I know a lot of the times we get guests on here or we get people who listen who who kind of want to get into this uh, a little bit more. So if you guys have any questions or concerns, you know what to do. Just go in the show notes below. You can reach out to her there or you can join the Dental Marketer Society Facebook group. And in there we discuss about this episode. We talked to Vanessa. We talked to a lot more other people in that Facebook group. So go ahead and join that. And at the same time, guys, don't forget to support the podcast. It truly means the world to us. So thank you so much for continuing to support the podcast and talk to you in the next episode.